Blow my dining room apartment in Broward County, damn near in the Everglades. In these United States, all the way at the bottom of the map is the Marley Minded Podcast starring Young Goobie God. Tonight we welcome back Aunt Vias of Soul Music as well as Pretty Tone, co-host of School Days. Tonight we chopping it up about DMX, Kodak Black, Paul Pierce. We got a special topic we're going to throw up. There's something going on in our community. We need to rectify these situations. So sit back and relax. We got some Ray and Nephew. We got a splash of ginger ale. You know what time it is. It's young goo. The God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. What up? 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 Welcome back to another episode of the Marley Minded Podcast. I am Young Goob the God. Thank you for joining us. You could be anywhere in the world, but you right here with us, chopping it up. Marley Minded TV. Hit the like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. If you on any of your podcast platforms, hit that subscription. Join the fam, like, rate, review, all that the tinkering stuff, and that's all that joint. We got a new, we got another episode of the Marley Monty Podcast. We want to welcome back our our normal panel. We don't put the team together. We got pretty tone in the building. We got tone and Vias in the building. Tone um, people. Start with pretty tone. Terry tone. What's going on, homie? Man, you know, just. Uh, I- uh, had to rush home real quick. I was out with the fellas. I haven't seen a, had a friend I haven't seen in so long. Was picking. I mean, it's a vibe like everybody else. I recently just got vaccinated this week. Word up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, have my have my reservations about that. But life is good, man. You know, I can't complain. I'm employed. My son, my son is well taken care of. Uh, life is life is okay. Word up. I was just talking to Aunt. Aunt was dropping me, uh, giving me some background on some stuff that's going on. Aunt, don't need to uh, give more than you want to, but how you feeling? What's going on? What's good with your home, man? Shit, I'm good. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So that's good enough. Right. Uh, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in the, in the world. It's treacherous out here right now. Yeah, it's definitely a situation out here in these streets. I myself, I am also doing well. Young Goob the God is always doing what the God do. Uh, this episode, we are really here to kind of approach some things. And one of our topics may have changed. I'm trying to get some confirmation on it. But I just got a text message that may change one of our topics. But as we know, we all grew up in this culture of hip hop yes. and, and, and basketball, which is hip hop that has groomed us. We all hooped. We all have been cultivated and groomed by the samples and by all of that stuff that come with that. And, and there's some news going on. There's some stuff that's going on with our old heads from our day. There's some stuff going on with these new boys that's here pulling the culture and taking it into new avenues and new boulevards, you know what I'm saying, off the highway that was paid for us to ride down. Right. And it's a connection with another story. Of somebody, you know, if you ain't a rapper, you want if every rapper want to hoop and every hooper want to rap. So we got a rapper that I, I don't know if uh, this man got some music out there that he ever had, but 
we got some stuff we're going to talk about with that. But, and it's also another thing, if I can slide it into the production while we're going on, I'm going to make it happen. But without any further ado, we're going to get into our first topic. Like I was saying, this one may change. So, oh, I hit it as a background. I'm still working on this uh, total production. So can you see um, what's on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our brother DMX, we know he recently uh, had a situation where he OD'd and uh, had a heart attack and went into a coma and was uh, on life support and needed all type of medical assistance to keep him alive. And there were reports that he had come through and was breathing on its own. But those reports might have been uh, probably early or not totally medically sound so we don't know what exactly is going on but if you know dmx dark man x you grew up if you came up in the days when we came up then you know dmx as this could have me dog stop being greedy i think of one two three four the ll cool j track I when mean, i think of dmx the features that he came on before the album dropped. It was features that he was on. That was like, who was this cat? Like, you know what I'm saying? He was. I'm going to keep it funky with you. DMX through the summer of 98. That's when I like first got introduced to like rappers taking over the summer. When when DMX dropped that, is is dark. What, what is it? It's dark and hell is hot or some shit. Dark and hell is hot. Hell is hot. Yo, you couldn't, there wasn't a red light that you stopped at and his album wasn't playing. Now that is a, a serious throwback situation, stopping at a red light and him music playing. Like, I don't know how often I hear that now. I'm well, kind of glad I don't, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, it's, it's definitely, um, definitely a sad situation. It's an unfortunate one. Funny, like uh, while I was out a couple of minutes ago, I saw a post that uh, Master they had, you know, TMZ had caught Master P out and about, and they asked him. He was like, you know, it's unfortunate that um, we have to wait till someone succumbs to something or falls down on hard luck for people for us to give them their flowers while they're here. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's it's just sad, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I mean, drugs is definitely real. Um, it has taken out a lot of legends. You know, that celebrity life, that fast life is not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And um, sometimes you just got to have the right people around you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I hope that, that he comes through, you know. Um, you know, sometimes when you get older, you go through these things. You don't bounce back the way you used to when you was younger. And that's what, and that's a part of it. Um, speaking to the legend and just DMX as a whole, he's been telling these stories of what he's been going through since day one. He right. came in, like, if you know what DMX stand for, it's Dark Man X. He's been haunted with these things since he came in the game. He ain't hiding from us, never no day. No, he put it out there, all of it. So he told you that he was dealing with these demons every day of his life. You know what I'm saying? This story is about DMX being a cop ranchers. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get itself together. So yeah, I remember days and watching Belly over and over again. That opening scene, 
Uh, DMX is a legend of all legends when it comes to this hip hop thing and the fact that he's dealing with this. So you were speaking about flowers, and I want let I want to let Ant jump in here. Go ahead. You were speaking about flowers. He was just on drink champs with Nori. Facts, and that's what they show all about. And he got his flowers. Like he know, like you know what I'm saying? If you have any like the last thing to go is your hearing. And I ain't saying the man gone, but the last thing to go is your hearing. If you can hear anything, then you he know that. His flowers is out there, and people is trying to bring this man back, will this man back as much as we can as a hip-hop community and as a community of people who care about people. Right. And go ahead. Oh, no, nah, I just, you know, to, um, to touch on the point, like you were saying, like, people got demons, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, some people could wear the mask really well, and 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 hide they de- hide they demons and suppress them, um, but some people, you know, they 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 gonna wear it on their sleeve and they gonna put it out there. And I think X was one of those people that put it out there, not only as a form of therapy, like it was probably I'm sure the music and putting it out there was therapeutic on one hand, but on the other hand, it let the common man know who not a celebrity and who not an athlete let them know like man, we go through this shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like in fact. Him, him having those demons is, is is probably what propelled him and motivated motivated him to, to 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 push himself to be what he became. You know what I'm saying? It's just unfortunate. Like you know, a lot of people that don't make you weak. Like you know, it's a lot of people out here. Like you know, him him succumbing to drugs that make you nod. In fact, the fact that he was able to achieve what he achieved, and in spite of. You know what I'm saying? I remember, I know on backstage, just watching Irv Gotti talk, and he talked about how X told him a story about how his people just took him to like a boy house and just left him there. You know what I'm saying? At like 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine, you know, just imagine your your family members telling you we we going on a vacation, and they just leave you somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing when you're gonna see them again. So and I saw some shit online the other day and it was kind of blowing me because it was like rap niggas always talking about something dope, something dope. You know what I'm saying? And then when the junkie OD, you know what I'm saying? You feel some kind of way about that shit. Right. Yeah. And I remember, and I remember listening to back in the day, like listening to Styles and listening to, you know, a gangster and a gentleman and Styles having a line that say, you know, he feels sorry for the junkie, but he feel happy for himself. You know what I'm saying? Like the mixed feelings that come along with that shit. And I know a lot of people think like, oh, cause you, cause you motherfuckers that sell dope and motherfuckers that's on dope, they not just out here living reckless. Like all that shit is being done for a reason. You think people just want to take risks? You think people want enjoy being on dope? It's Bro, I had a procedure that Google know about, and they 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 pumped me up with 500 cc's of fentanyl, right? Mm. And as I was coming, when I, as I, the next day, as I was coming down off that fentanyl, I was telling Google I had the worst headache ever. You know what I'm saying? Coming like the worst headache in my 41 years on this earth. I've never felt no shit like that coming down off that narcotic. Mm. And I'm, I thought to myself, like, damn. How could how could somebody be addicted to some shit to make you feel like this when you're coming down? And I remember my mom saying to me, P, 
people that are addicted, they don't come down. Right. So they feel the next you know, time. And they, they stay in that comatose or in that high state. So they don't feel the effects of coming down because they never come down. Or if they are coming down, that's why they're willing to go to any lengths. To go to back up. To go back up. Mm-hmm. And it's like the 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 reality check, that shit, you know, it's an old line, but that reality check is hard to cash. You know what no. I'm saying? Dealing with dealing with your reality is hard to cash, it's hard to cash, and some people rather just escape it. And I don't, and you can't judge a motherfucker for that. You can't judge somebody for that kind of shit. Like you can't judge DMX for relapsing or, or whatever he did because you don't know what he was dealing with. Like right. you don't know. We don't know. We could all be Monday morning quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? To say what we would have did or what we can do or what he should have did, but y'all motherfuckers lame. Like y'all ain't never been through shit of that's your way of thinking. Exactly, because people out here fake living. They fake living like and they they ain't really been through nothing. If you've been through something, then you know that coming back on the other side ain't easy. Mm-hmm. And when you break the habit, regaining new habits ain't easy. You and know, I, I, the, hold I, on, when you jump in, Tone. Yeah, I, somebody who who just a observer of that world, things ain't what they used to be. You can get in that thing thinking you having a good time, and you roll up on something that ain't a good time. It look white, but it ain't white. You right. think you. The same thing that you normally got, but you got something that been in the hospital or that put people to sleep forever. Ex Mac Miller, yeah, gone. It's the same thing that you've been doing, but the game done changed. And somebody, it don't matter if it's you, it don't matter if it's DMX, don't matter if it's the neighbor, don't matter if it's who it is. But just because the game done changed that way, you can get caught up in a party atmosphere and be gone on some OD shit, on this fentanyl and on that. On that whole game, because they, they, they all this shit is coming back to accidental overdoses. Yeah, yeah. And, and and just to see that man on on drink champs just a few weeks ago. That's crazy, right? I don't say that I know these people because like you get away from saying, "Oh, he was a good dude." No, he might have did good things. He might have did bad things, but he just did drink champs, and he spoke of the future. He didn't speak of somebody who was looking to OD. He was having a good time on that show, drinking. So it didn't seem like he was running away from any of his uh, so-called habits. I won't even say so-called habits, but things that that can lead to unhealthy lifestyle in the future. But you have to be careful in 2021 about any game that you play in. No matter how uh, mundane it seems, how long we've been playing it. We've been playing all these whatever games we've been playing for 20 plus years. He's been doing what he's been doing for 30 plus years. He ran into 2021, I believe, on some bullshit with this goddamn fentanyl and everything. It's catching all these people who just having a good time and now they done OD. They done OD. He didn't OD off. They didn't, watch, they're going to say he didn't OD off cocaine. All right. It ain't like he set up being smoked 75,000 rocks. Right. A mound of, he ain't snort a mound of cocaine. Some fentanyl got slipped in his shit or something like that. He got chopped over some shit that got him OD. He got OD'd off a medical drug. Not off, not off that girl. Well, we, uh, 
happened, but he well, we don't know what happened, but you are I'm right. Yeah, somebody who's I, I hate to cut you off and I hate to be so aggressive, but it's somebody who's who know mathematics take an awful lot amount of just snorting cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> mathematics is a scientist and knowing the human body you're going to take an awful lot of cocaine and snort in order to OD other stuff it'll take a grain of salt it'll knock out a horse didn't they say that didn't they say he was doing crack though I don't see people say you know how much crack you got to smoke the OD dog I don't see people smoke crack for yeah. all the years but you know what I you know to cut you, I don't mean to cut you off I seen a clip where DMX was talking about how Someone that he looked up to, that he like his old head had laced a blunt with with crack in it. Got him. He was like fourteen years old, and that's he said he never been the same since. And after, and when the dude told him, he was like, "Yo, why would you do that to me?" Like real friends don't put you in situations like that. Like, I, I mean, I I feel like if you if you smoke weed and you feel like you got a question. Who's rolling the blunt? That's not your man. But at, four, but at 14, you don't know that yet. I mean, especially at 14 and, and probably 19. And you, and you know, it's crazy. Coming up, but 19, early 19, late 1970s. Coming up in that era, they used to have them commercials like just say no to drugs. And I remember, like, this, this might tell how old I am, but I don't care. I remember, like, they had the, the dude going through the playground, talking, and then at the end of the commercial, he ends up being, like, a corporate snake. That's what used to scare me. Like, I, I just thought, like, certain drugs you just knew not to mess with. Like, you knew that they, you knew, like, crack. Well, we ain't know too much of co co cocaine in the hood because that was an expensive drug, but we knew crack was, like, destroying families. You knew, like, growing up, you wasn't going to fuck with that shit. Yeah, but if you get, but if, I'm telling you, telling you it's a slippery slope and i'm not saying that from cannabis to crack is a slippery that that's a very rigid slope but it's a slippery slope from being out there in the world you know what i'm saying being out there in them streets being outside from thinking that you just with your homies to being with some people who ain't your homies real quick that slope is slippery you can be with i'm talking about the people right next to you all you got to do is this and you could change your life forever. You know what I'm saying? That's why in this in 2021, I I'm young good to God. Everybody know how I am. I I'm I'm glad that it it ain't happened to me like that. You know what I'm saying? I was in talent. It was all type of foolishness going on. I'm sure, but I'm sure it was. But did it make its way to my door? It didn't. It made its when it make it way to your door to your door. It don't make you. People slipping Mickey's and drinks and flipping people out, man. I've been going on for years. Uh, I, I got a pill. I just posted my picture with Bill Cosby. Dog, they say Chris, Bill. Chris Rock got a joke that he did on one of his stands, and he be like, "Man, there shouldn't be no new crackheads." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As a joke, like, cause we 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 see we've seen what crack did to the people before us, right? Now, as as intelligent as Chris Rock is, we know that he know that there's a lot of variables that come into play. But I understand that the 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 overall the overall thought of the joke is, you see shit fuck people up that come before you. Why would you do it? But like Gould said, 
Everybody ain't growing up in no two-parent household. Everybody ain't growing up in a single-parent household with a parent to give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Everybody not, everybody not street savvy. Everybody not maneuvering the same way. So once you once you get out there at a young age and you get exposed to shit and you see a bunch of shit and you live through a bunch of shit and you trying to figure out how can I alleviate these thoughts? How can I forget? One of my things is I don't forget shit. Like that's, and I tell people all the time, like that's a gift and a curse. I hope I don't end up with dementia. I hope I don't end up with Alzheimer's, but I just had this thing where I don't forget nothing. And people be like, oh, that shit is great. It's great until you're trying to forget some shit that you want to forget. You know what I'm saying? It's great until some shit happened to you when you were six and you 41 and you still remember that shit vividly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you're dealing with that kind of shit and when people going through that kind of shit and they really live life and not fake living like groups say they don't live their life on Instagram, they don't live their life on Facebook and they really out here in the world. When you out here in the world and you really trying to do some shit, you're going to run into some walls and yeah. you're going to run into some wolves. And if you ain't smart and, and really it ain't got nothing about it ain't got nothing to do with being smart because smart motherfuckers don't fail from grace it's just about being in a situation where the the wrong situation don't catch you when you're in a vulnerable state mm. you can run into a situation and on, and on any other day you would know better but if you're in a vulnerable state you can very well fall victim to that shit and once you fall victim that shit could change the trajectory of your life forever. It really can change the trajectory. And you're going to be the motherfucker at the height when people go to your high school reunion or when people ask your God forbid funeral, they're going to say, damn, he was such a small guy. Damn, he was this. Damn, he was that. But a lot of people do a good job of suppressing them demons. And them demons leave you vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable in a world where people don't give a fuck, like, when you losing faith in humanity, because motherfuckers is just about trying to get them them, bruh, a lot of these people out here don't stand a chance. It, and it ain't got nothing to do with being smart, being dumb, being street smart. That shit just got to do with timing and where you at in your life at the time when the shit hit the fan. Mm. It's just about, you know, everybody ain't going to be able to bounce back. Everybody ain't going to be able to, you know, it, it's just, shit just it's just, life life in itself is just really about time that's really what it's about it's just about time so some motherfuckers get the information late some motherfuckers get the information early and if you get it early you can win if you get it late you just running in circles and that's really what it is it's a ponzi scheme mm. the whole thing is we want to be we want to be up on as much of that information as we can be so that we can be as informed. So when we hit those slippery slopes, though that slope that could be slippery, then you at least got a chance to be like, oh, I'm gonna pull off right here. Or I'm gonna go down this slope with some idea that I'm going down this slope and there's something down there that I'm gonna have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Awareness has been the biggest thing for me. You can't. You can't pretend that it ain't what it is. If you try to pretend that it's not what it is, then you're going to keep getting hit in the face with the repercussions of what it is because you think that it's another world. You got to live in the world that you're in and stop playing the route and stop playing like you somewhere else. 
one time for summer flowers. You got to jump in this thing and be who you are. And the fact that he had these DMX, and we going to move forward. The fact that D had these, unless anybody got something else to say, had these, um, these we can call them demons that had these issues that he was dealing with. Soon as he dipped back in that, as soon as he dipped back on that side to whatever degree, he had to deal with what the game looked like now. And what it looked like now is it is slip some prescription stuff in there to chop it up to make it look like what it is. And now you don't OD and now I got DMX over here trying, trying to hold on the brain function that may or may not be that crazy, dog. Mm. I think the only thing yeah, they said is, half an hour without oxygen. I think say on this end is that when, like you saying, you got to live in the world that you're in. And I, and they go back to the saying like you know the grass the grass look green on the other side, and I always used to be like the grass only look greener because it's a it's a it's a gate obstructing the view, you know what I'm saying? So when you be like, oh yeah, the grass the grass the grass is green on the other side, that's because you're not really seeing the whole yard. It's all kind it's gate it's it's definitely a gate or a fence or some shit obstructing your view. So. Them little, them little creases in the gate or in the fence that you can see is only showing the green. It ain't showing you the shit on the other side. It's dying and it's going to pick up. It just, it, it really is that. And that, and that obstruction of that view could be anything. If you, if you wishing to be a rapper, if your goal is to be an entertainer and that shit look good, but you don't understand the pressures that come with that shit. You don't understand the pressures to make another hit. You don't understand the pressures that come with trying to get the next leading role. You don't understand the pressures of being an athlete and getting us and, and getting hurt. You know, I was just reading some shit on the Marcus Aldridge today, and I and I forgot about him having the the heart issue. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm motherfucker. But you don't, you don't, you don't. Everybody want to live this life or live that life, but they don't understand what the people that's living that life going through. They got. They, yeah, they not put on that. But they don't want the work in order to get there. We just that's the topic just, for another conversation. Yeah, that's a topic for another conversation for real, for real, because it don't nothing that you're gonna do your 20 years one way or the other. Whether you do them on these streets out here working hard to get what you get, or you doing because if your goal to be a billionaire, you start from a jet is going and you run hard, it ain't take how long it took hold to be a billionaire. That, that was, was that was, that was he did 20. It took him 20 to get that. Some people go a little bit. When you set your goal, you're gonna put in that work to get that. Speaking of putting in work and putting gold, and we want to give one more shout out to the guy DMX. We putting all the energy towards bringing that man back, regardless of what the situation is. Dark man next. Ever. And all his kids. I'm all the way. You know what I'm saying? But I want to speak about some more stuff and I want to change like almost pivot. We 23 years later after we talking about DMX. Uh, yeah, we 2021. 23 years later. And we have uh, things in my personal opinion just don't seem to add up when it come to the amount of Literally, the amount of money that you make and the opportunities that you have in front of you. The home team youngin, Kodak Black, is reportedly uh, 
is going through a beef with this dude Southside. I just this is my first time seeing about this dude. I'm gonna back it up a little bit. But first, Kodak was in a situation where a security guard was injured in a Tallahassee shooting in our town, in our college town, after individuals followed him in his entourage and then opened up fire at a McDonald's. Now, this situation we're going to address separate from the other situation, this one, because they're talking about linking it to it. I, pers- I, I have no clue. I'm talking about personally. I have no clue what no link would be. But talking about this situation first, and then this situation is really what I want to talk about more than anything, and not the the link that it being to there, but just the fact that they got something going on and if. I don't know if you've seen the video of them talking crazy or this dude talking crazy, but this dude was talking crazy about a lot of stuff and it needs to be quieted down for the betterment of human, of everybody <laughs> on the stage. Man. But Kodak got shot at, at at the Mickey D's in Tally, liable to be on Tennessee. After three in the morning, it was like three in the morning, he stopped at a show, after a show, they noticed a, a group of cars trailing them. They decided to pull in the McDonald's because I'm assuming from what this, I'm hearing, Public. they knew that they, well, they had an order at McDonald's. They was going there. They blocked off the McDonald's because he had real security so nobody could come in there. And then from that situation, the nigga started, or whoever it was, started firing weapons and hit a security guard while Kodak was inside of the McDonald's or not in the car with the security, but most likely inside of the McDonald's safe because his security was making sure he was safe. Now, for one, we know... That's what you pay him to do. That's right. Your security, <laughs> they did their job. The climate in, in young hip-hop is super... It seemed different, maybe because I'm 20 years older than these cats. And uh, like I done been... I won't say necessarily been through the exact experiences, but I done been through these times that they going through these find yourself and discover yourself and hold on to you really these jet mind states. Cause that's in my opinion, that's what it is for a lot of these rap niggas, these jet mind states, but when they holding on to that and they trying to transition, but they have so much more opportunity and so much more currently money, just cash in hand and, anybody at those times had and they seem to be living or being i won't say living reckless but reckless things are happening in they in they circle or in their life that didn't weren't able to happen the way that they happening now not to say that they didn't happen but we couldn't do it before so let's first start with tally who do you, i won't say who do you think it was but like Aha. Good Lord. Let's talk about it. How you feel? I think, you know, a motherfucker letting off shots on Tennessee Street, which is a main street. I, I, hold on. So let me. So my dog is close enough to the situation where he could give us a firsthand report. God damn. Let's go. I, wasn't, it wasn't, I don't really have no firsthand report because you know, but I will, I will, I will say that I will say that y'all niggas went to fam like y'all know 
Tennessee Street. Y'all know Monroe Street. Y'all know them are main streets. Right. So when they go down Tennessee Street and let off let off shots and get away, because this this this, granted, it was three o'clock in the morning, but that shit is right by FSU. Like that shit is literally a rock throw from FSU. Like you can see FSU dorms from that shit. Police are always on Tennessee Street. I feel like I know where McDonald's he was at. And he was at he was at the McDonald's next to it's only one McDonald's on Tennessee Street. Like the one the run next to Floyd's, the niggas used to go to. I remember seeing daylight Soul Floyd. Huh? What'd you say, Tom? I said, man, I remember Floyd's we used to go there. Yeah, I seen De La Soul in Floyd's. So that's crazy. So yeah, as I look at you, I'm about you, like when you were skinnier, you you used to have goals too, didn't you? I ain't never had no goals. Yeah, I thought you had a chain though, didn't you? Yeah, I always I always wore jewelry, but I ain't never had no goals though. Real tough for some reason. I don't know why. Nah, but you know, back back to the to the 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 weird part is that it's Tennessee Street. It's three o'clock in the morning. I told a nigga jokingly, it's kind of like when niggas killed Pop and got away on the Las Vegas Strip on fight night. Right. You can't tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how does that happen? So in my mind, and I ain't no conspiracy theorist, either a way was made for the niggas to get, to get away. Because if y'all seen a video, a lot of shots went off. I haven't seen video yet. I haven't There's seen video. And there's it's not the niggas ain't bust one time. It was it was a semi-automatic that them motherfuckers let off. And you got away. It ain't no side street that you turning down on Tennessee Street by that McDonald's, dog. So either either a way was made, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I look at it. Like that shit is just the most random, and then it's tally. And then to the original point. Tally is in some way becoming the Wild West. Not by the standards of the area that we grew up in. You know what I'm saying? I'm from I'm from Liberty City. You from Carver Ranch's Town. I know you from uh, North. It ain't it ain't the Wild West from our perspective, but it's still the Wild West if you a nigga that went to college in Tally in the late nineties, early two thousand, and you know what this shit was and what this shit done turned into. The point about young niggas having money. And and no, they live in reckless school. But I ain't no re- reckless yeah. shit happening to you because you live in reckless. It ain't no, I can't even sugarcoat that shit. Like y'all, we didn't have the opportunity to do that kind of shit because we didn't have the kind of money that these young niggas had during that time. But I also feel like that we had enough sense that even if we did have that kind of money, we wouldn't have just automatically became dope heads. We wouldn't have just started popping pills. All y'all niggas is popping pills. Y'all ain't trying to escape nothing. Yeah, a lot of y'all niggas is popping pills. They designer drugs. Y'all just doing that shit because it look cool, and then your ass get addicted to that shit, and you accidentally OD. It's like say it. It's like proud infant. It's like they want to be dressed up well, so they they taking these. Uh, yeah, I I don't. Even, I, I hate commenting on telling how people live in their life, but as an observer of the culture as a participant in the culture for the past 37 years, I give it 35 moderate, modestly. 
you see the change in it and you see how people have like all of these things have always been elements of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Violence has been a part of the culture. Art has been a part of the culture. The gods have been part of the culture. We've been bipolar in every degree. We the gods and we the guns at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So that has been there, but it's a certain level of balance. And before I let you jump in, Tone, the, the, the balance of being able to have some true representation. And once again, depending on the representation of the the the, the global media, the mainstream media, you're going to get a certain, they're going to give you what you want. But it just right. feels the balance of those things are heavily tilted into the sides that put a lot more what we call negativity out there versus what we will refer to as positivity. You know what I'm saying? Just on the fact that too many situations just look dumb to somebody like me. If you're in this situation, like, right. it doesn't add up. After the fact, if I find out that it's a show, then I'll accept that it's a show. But it, where I'm come from, these words aren't used for a show. Like, you ain't going to tell nobody. Like, so I want to, Tone, go ahead, because I want to get, I want to make sure that we get to the next part of this. But well, what I'll, I'll talk, and you're talking about, like, the change in, in hip-hop. I remember, like, when the dudes actually start flashing, you know what the, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you what the change in hip-hop came. Social media changed everything. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, dudes was getting money back in the day, even in the early 90s. But nobody was flashing, like, cash. Like, yeah, I'm walking around with 30000 Like, no one was advertising. Like, you see Diddy doing that? Even when Jay-Z was back in Hard Knock Life, you ain't see him flashing no cash like that. He might have, he was flashing maybe by the shit that he had on. But they wasn't like, yeah, I got cash on me like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have y'all seen the if you have y'all seen the Rap Radar podcast with Elliot Wilson and they and they interviewed Jay and Jay was talking about the money phone line and how all the rappers got offended by the money phone line and Jay whole thing was I I never told niggas not to do that but what I do understand is that when you on social media with 40 50 60 70 80 100 200,000 dollars cash that shit going to bring problems and it, it ain't does, all, it ain't, it ain't it ain't just the it ain't just the niggas that's gonna kick in your dough. That shit gonna bring tax problems. That shit gonna bring all kind of problems because they gonna see y'all young niggas on this on this social media with two hundred thousand in cash. It ain't accounted for, which is probably show money. But y'all ain't paying no taxes on that shit. I'm not trying to tell niggas not to have fun. I'm just trying to tell niggas to be smart because, like Rube said, all oh, this shit looks stupid to me. It looks because you know, like in the short term, yeah, it's like a net check. It's like when we got them net checks, everybody did. I never got one. Ran to the mall, darling. If you got a net check, first thing you did was ran to the mall, or you copped you, or you got you something to go ahead and try to flip that thing and probably blew that too. But yeah. most people ran to the mall with that money. It's just like the stim. When you don't have money, you don't know what to do with it. So you spend it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you spend it in ways that do not have any return on it. The same thing with your efforts. 
when you get to a certain level and you don't know no better, you put your efforts into the stuff that don't got don't bear any fruit. So in return, right. you're like, nah, ah, why they doing this and this cat green and this that? I did, did, did. Nah, you chose to make these decisions with these green ass niggas, man. Right. You ain't you ain't awesome. situation was. That was you but, who did that. But you know what? It's funny. Like, I look at myself like, um, you know, because it is like entertainment. So like someone like myself, like I know a lot of street dudes. You know what I mean? Dudes that's in the streets. I know regular people. I think it's just best to be true to who you are. Like, stay in your lane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that, was, that shit will get you into some trouble. Like, you know, um... Like in today's hip hop, a lot of dudes is trying to get on through. They think it's popular to be having gang affiliation. You know what I'm saying? And not really about that life. And that be coming back to bite some people too. Yeah, hip hop doesn't have the luxury like actors to play a role. Like I hear a lot of them talking about Denzel don't get beef for being a gangster in this role and then in his real life being this or Al Pacino being this. Be you know in his real life he really that it's entertainment it's entertainment I feel that one hundred percent if outside yeah. of the music you come out and you yeah. be we yourself and show that you know what I'm saying and don't try to even it's not it's I won't say in opposition to your music but it's obviously that my music is my creative uh, way of expressing. The things that I've gone through, how I want to put it out there, the culture that's the culture that's developed me and groomed me, and this how I put it out there, and it sounds like this, and this the way that I talk it. But when I go out of the streets, mathematically living like I'm a uh, like I'm an Italian gangster, ain't gonna work out for me in 2021. It's not. I can Actually, tell you right now, true story. I went late night driving one time with my boy back in the day. That it took that one night. I was like, "Yo, this is not for me." Yeah, I'm telling you, boy. I've been on some rides. Like, what? I don't know how you. I'm do that. good. Yeah, the, I'm straight. The, the 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 thing that the problem is is that yourself ain't gonna sell. Yourself ain't gonna get likes. Yourself ain't gonna get views. Yourself ain't gonna make bitches want you, at least the kind of bitches you think you need. The kind of bitch you think you need, it ain't really it. The the the, the bitch that you think you need is really the bitch that's gonna have a bitch come to your crib and take all your shit. Right. The what right. you're what you're attracted to and the things that you're attracted to, you being you, the majority, you being you is not gonna attract those things. So therefore, you gotta live in this. You got you gotta wear the you gotta wear the mask. Twenty four. That's the thing about being a rapper. When you're a rapper and you're making these songs and you saying you will shoot this and you'll do that and you'll do this and you'll do that and you sold this and you sold that and you did that shit and now you gotta actually live up to that because hip hop fans, everybody know hip hop. It is what it is because we believe in authenticity. When you're an actor. Nobody is really expecting you to be Frank Lucas when you get off the screen because we already understand that the movie is set up for that. It's set up like that's what it does. Or right. is like that. When you do music, 
every genre of music, whether it's R&B, whether it's fucking hip hop, whether it's rock and roll, music, people want authenticity, but the difference is with hip hop and rock and roll and all that shit, the audience, once we don't, once the hip hop audience matures, and once you make that kind of music, we like motherfuckers ain't going to transition to the Jay-Z's. Motherfuckers is not going to transition into the Scarfaces. The content changes. Right. And you got to live in that. You got to live your truth. And the problem is what you're putting out there as your truth really ain't your truth. So when niggas who really live in that truth confront you about it, motherfuckers die. People dying, dog. This ain't a show. Motherfuckers is dying out here behind this rap shit. Behind and they and, and to put it in perspective, it's been happening, but because we have the ability to communicate with each other at a much greater rate and a lot easier, it's happening faster. We've accelerated the rate at which people can get back at each other and vengeance and all of that stuff can happen because of because of technology. Like they I was listening to the, uh, I think it was Drink Champs, and he was talking about, or oh, might have been CeeLo them. Somebody I heard. If you, if somebody says something about you, it was in a new, it was in the, uh, the source that came out three to four months after they did the interview. You right. didn't know that they said this stuff or whatever was going on until it came out, and that was three to four months later. Now you going Lizzie, you Lizzie. You Lizzie talking about, and I want to jump too because we I want to stay on the thing. We talking Lizzie. Yeah. You going Lizzie, and this dude. I seen some of the video. This dude right here. Can y'all see my mind? This yeah. dude outside. I, I had no clue. I, I don't know who these new niggas is, man. And I ain't even trying to find out who these new niggas is. I give respect to this nigga because he from my same area code, and he ride this nigga here. I don't know who this nigga is, and I, I, whatever. But. He uh he got a baby from Young Miami from the from City Girls and he was riding around. He got problems with Kodak and he like I run Miami. And then he saying Broward soft. I be in Broward. I be all. I be all. I be all in Broward. And I'm thinking to myself, doing what? Doing what? We don't. You don't we don't we ain't like outside hang out on the street type of people like that. We got yards. You know what I'm saying? When we outside, we sitting outside our house. We ain't we ain't walking down Oakland Park. We ain't walking down commercial and Pembroke Road. You know what I'm saying? We ain't just walking down now. Certain places when you get in the hood, then we walking down the street. But you ain't just gonna pull off 95 and be like, oh. I'm not in We all about that, 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 that. It seems so stupid for you to say that from somebody who from down here. Because if you was doing all of that and you rode through the neighborhood that this man was from, talk about that, 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 your car be put to sleep, dog. Unfortunately, that's not how it work. So for you to do those type of things makes me question your intelligence and why. Because you a producer who's made plenty of money and wants to continue making plenty of money. So why are you putting yourself at risk with people who don't care about you? That's crazy me. because you be so young. You. You, you're younger than a mother. 
yeah, you so young and you be talking all this and then and then your career gets cut short because someone done put you down, then it's all sad. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I ain't really, I really, to, to just hop off subject real quick, I really, I really wasn't too familiar with the MO3 situation, you know what I'm saying? But that dude was a talented dude, you know what I'm saying? And for him to get taken out like that, it's mad sad. That dude was under 30 years old and got like two or three kids that ain't gonna see their dad for some rap beef. Southside from Atlanta. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm familiar with him because I know he he part of 808. Like he 808 Mafia. He yeah. they, you know, they I got the keys and like they got hits. Like they got they, hits. They do they thing. Like so I don't like the thing about it is I don't see him fly out up here. You know what I'm saying? And the, the thing about it is is that I saw Trick go live. I don't know if y'all if you seen Trick go live, but Oh, but I'm going to find it because I needed somebody. I hate to cut you off, but I needed somebody <laughs> to tell this man that you are not doing the thing that people who want to continue to make money and breathe on this third rock from the sun do. That ain't what you do down here, dog. I'm just right. to tell you. Trick, Trick said that he he reached out to him and he had a conversation with him. And Trick, and Trick basically told him, like, bro, Nobody runs Miami. There, nope. There's a million clicks down here. There's a bunch of niggas down in South Florida getting money, and nobody runs nothing. But he also he also said that Southside, after the during the conversation, Southside said the shit came out wrong. Which I don't know if it came out. I seen a video like you go, you seem very confident in what you were saying when you said that shit. But Trick, well-respected nigga in the city. He and Trick whole thing when he went live, he like, look, y'all niggas getting money. Nobody need to die behind this shit because motherfuckers will die down here behind this shit. We don't need that. Y'all young, y'all getting money. Y'all need to focus on getting money. That like that was Trick whole message. His whole message was number one, nobody runs this shit. Nobody, because there's been clicks since the seventies. Doing a thing and nobody runs Miami, nobody runs Broward. There's nothing soft about either one of those places. But what you need to do is focus on getting money in the music, cause all this other shit. And he and he talked about it when he was younger. He would go on live and vent and do all this shit. And he realized, like, bro, that this is not the way to go. This is not the way to go. All it's gonna do is is stop the money. Yeah, that's not that's not. That's not a good investment. Nah, beef is definitely not a good. It is definitely not a good investment in a city where you ain't even from. Yeah, because you riding around the way that you ride around. Uh, I know that you don't know what you're talking about, dog. Nobody says I run Miami. When games <laughs> came along, it was a foreign concept to me because I couldn't have even imagined getting 30, 40 people to claim one thing other than a neighborhood, but within that neighborhood, they claiming subsection within that. So you yeah. can, like, you know what I'm saying? You was yourself first and foremost. And then outside of that, then you can go ahead and get back in. So that part, I run my, how? How, tattooed face boy? <laughs> Explain to me how you did this. Because I've been down here a long time and I see many people 
try to take that situation. And all it does is lead to your car being asleep. And that's another thing. When Jay, when you was talking about Jay talking about like, yo, this whole money phone and 60,000, 80,000 in your hand and you tap your location, you like, yo, I'm in Houston. <laughs> that makes no sense to somebody who came up in the world that we came in because people were actually coming to get you and they still coming to get you now, not to say that they not, but you knew that they was coming to get you now. It's a there's a benefit from showing that there was no benefit from showing that before. Hey, a, from a, few niggas, that. a few niggas done got burnt on live. Oh, let me tell a few, you, a few niggas done got killed while going live. Like it yeah, caught yeah, on live. I would see the cat. He was flashing, buddy. You know, saying oh live, and the cat robbed him. Duh. Oh live, took his cash in the ball parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, live. I done seen videos of niggas legit get murked on like on live talking shit with your location on and motherfucker run up on you and lay you down. Like I done seen it. And the words of Jigga on Somewhere in America, when I was talking Instagram, the last thing you wanted was your picture snapped. <laughs> Even for me in this world, creating Marley Minded TV and trying to promoted i feel like one of the reasons that i haven't we haven't moved further is the fact that i have to get even more used to giving the world more of me it was like when i first tried to get this stuff people was like the game was to be sold not told like you oh. just give it away but nowadays you have to give it away in order to start to sell it away so that's an adjustment for our generation and part of this channel is making Giving our generation, letting them know, say, yo, the, we got enough. We Everything that people been doing and talking about now, we've been doing it for 20 years. We got all the knowledge and experience to go ahead and start expressing that and giving it to the people and start to become a part of this, this new economy of creation that allows you to create your own ecosystem that you can start to benefit from. You know what I'm saying? Other people are going to just like the whole cannabis industry. Corporates going to get into it and they going to take it over versus people who went to jail and all this stuff on the front side of it who ain't get the benefit, who've been doing it for 20 years. But just because you got money, you can jump in, Scott, yeah. 2020, 2021. Yeah. And, and, and that's a part of that. Like, I ain't no picture nigga. Like, I, I'm not, I've never been like a dude that like taking pictures. I've never been a dude that like being in videos. So, just just the just the format is an adjustment. Yeah. It's like yeah. like getting on, on this on this shit and talking in front of a camera, that shit to me is like a nigga getting out of jail trying to learn how to use an iPhone, dog. Like it's <laughs> adjustment. Like I cause that's not like getting on getting on online and airing your grievances, like or getting online and getting having a voice about some shit that you don't really care about, but you know you're gonna do it just because you try to get to where you're going. That just ain't the cloth that we cut from. Nah, we weren't. We were, we were expressive within our own self. Cause let me tell you, if you could have had a camera out and just recorded us being living like pretty much what people are doing now, then we would have had all the benefits of what's going on. We have to adjust to the fact that there's a camera going and we still got to go ahead and do us because that's what that's what the game is now. And we ain't got to get 
We ain't got to be hoes in the game or thoughts in the game. We can play the game how we want to play it and give them to it how we want to give it to them. You know what I'm saying? In a manner. Now, that being a great segue because one of the people who came up with us is this man right here. <laughs> yeah. Who came with us. We seen the man in Kansas early in the mid-90s. I think it was 96 he might have came. He was What's the truth? Stuck. Yes, the truth. ESPN is reportedly parted ways with Paul Pierce in his Instagram live in the room with ladies. Paul Pierce. So if you don't know, Paul Pierce had one of his regular outings that he talks about on ESPN all the time. Events, I should say. He just so happened went live and showed the people what it looked like. We want to. We'll talk about why he probably went live because it wasn't an un- unconscious movement. But Paul Pierce has been has parted ways, and I like that they use that language versus ESPN fires Paul Pierce because you can't fire an NBA Hall of Famer. You can't fire a nigga that's a millionaire. Yeah, you can't fire a nigga who is a multi, multi, multi tens of millionaire. You can't fire Paul Pierce. Part ways with because you didn't hire him in the first place. I honestly think that something must have happened prior because I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce is smart enough not to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something that they're not telling us, but I'm I'm sure that the people around him and Paul Pierce is no idiot. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't do that, knowing that it would cost him his job. You know what I'm saying? There's too many influential uh, black people that work for ESPN that I'm sure put him up on game how to conduct himself. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he did nothing wrong. I mean, weed is becoming legal across the country. Um, Everybody, Instagram is basically uh, a strip joint 24-7. You know, no. <laughs> he nobody. He just showed some. He just showed a blunt. He had some strippers twerking. This I heard the chips in the background like they was having a poker game at his crib. No, they was definitely playing poker. And they was cooling. I don't think he did nothing wrong. I just think that um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what why ESPN chose let him go. A lot of people said that he wasn't the best analyst. So maybe it was a lot easier for him to part ways, maybe. But I don't think he was doing anything wrong in his life. I literally just said to Google today, if he was Kenny Smith good, they would have had a dilemma. If he worked for TNT, they probably wouldn't have even fired him. But when I first heard the heard the, heard the the shit, when I first saw the video before he even got part, before he even got fired, I'm like, this nigga crazy. And then when they fired him, when they, when they, well, when they parted ways with him, I'm like, Paul Pierce got to be the dumbest nigga in the world. That's what I thought. Because in my mind, it's a cushy job. You're getting paid to talk about hooping, the shit that you love. And why would you jeopardize that? But then I gave it some more thought. And my, 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 my point, my thought was, is that maybe he was going to get fired anyway. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he maybe that shit was coming down the pipeline. Maybe they was gonna part ways, whatever the case may be. 
Well, maybe he just was tired of doing that shit and had contractual obligations and just wanted out of his contract. So this was the easiest way to do it. Yeah. It could have been it could have been any it could have been anything. Ain't ain't no telling what the motive was. Or maybe because it's something he talks about all the time. He figured if I go live, it won't be no harm because I talk about this shit anyway. Right. But the caveat is we in a pandemic. You in a room, you in a you in a in a in a sketchy situation with these goddamn strippers. You chiefing, you blow smoke into the camera, and goddamn it, you work for Disney. If Mickey Mouse is you and Cinderella and <laughs> whatever from Frozen, right? And and Musafa and Simba. All y'all get y'all checks wrote from the same people. And that is the issue, dog. That is the only issue. You got, you, you got Tinkerbell in the background twerking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Does somebody need to go and turn, put right. Tinkerbell face, or put Tinkerbell dropping dollars on right. that shit. You know what I'm saying? That must be the only reason that he got caught up and cased up in anything, dog, because Cannabis is legal in California. Right. So that's not the issue. He didn't, it wasn't like so they had uh they had they had dancers uh the dancers everywhere. He was calling out Monica. He was calling people to employ them. He was trying to send out the STEMI. He was trying to be Joe Biden. He was being a he was stimulating the, the capitalist economy. <laughs> He got caught up in being a Disney employee. And like Ant say, like everybody know what they're doing. Paul Pierce played how many years in the league? 17 years in the league? 16? He understands discipline. He understands keeping things under wrap. He was a pro for a long time. When you ready to say fuck it, you say fuck it, dog. I think that's what it was, bro. And you hit that button. Probably was a fuck it. I'm. It's my way out. It was not, a, in my opinion, it was not a coincidence that it was a party that he decided. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, for real. You know what I'm saying? The man just say, the show, the party's over, man. I mean, the show's over. The party's starting. He got opportunities if he want them. Like, if he want them, he could do all type of stuff. I'm really? Even this. You know, saying adult sites offering Paul Pierce two hundred fifty thousand to host an NBA show with exotic dancers. Like, I wouldn't take that me as my personal brand. I wouldn't go all the way left with it, but I would not. I don't know what I think. A lot of the NBA players, they put. I I believe some of them put their money together to to get into the cannabis industry. I think that he has that well too. Oh yeah, he and that's what Al Harrington with Viola. So. I'm saying they all in that game. So the thing about it is these NBA players are different than the NBA players who we came up with, like Carl Malone and Magic Johnson and Magic Johnson. No came, media. They was buying Burger Kings and McDonald's and Subways and stuff like that, which are good investments. But these guys get to be a part of the next wave of media taking ESPN away. Paul Pierce don't eat ESPN. He got a phone with everybody in the league who he want to do an interview with, come on his show. He got everybody phone. 
he could call up KJ8. Me and KG, we start in the KG and Paul Pierce podcast. And it's going to be number two or three on your sports podcast thing in less than a month. Knuckleheads, up in smoke, and goddamn, I am athlete. Yeah, I am athlete. I mean, the, 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 they got the they got the first class ticket to, to to viewers. That's right. But see, and so, and I will say the same thing. We have the same thing in our world. We cannot underwrite the fact that we have the same thing in our world. The yeah. same thing they got in their world. We got to use what we got. We got to our ability. That's right. We doing the same thing here. The 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 thing I love about the I am athlete podcast, them niggas, a buck. them niggas is raw. Keep it a buck on that show. Yeah. Like yeah. the Kim, the Kim interview yeah. was raw. The way interview was. I ain't gonna lie, shout out to I am athlete, but they got they got the best. They whole setup. They got the best of both worlds. From what from from, from how I view it, they got Brandon Marshall. Who not only was a pro, pro athlete, pro football player, but he also knows the other sides of the behind the scenes from being an analyst and working with, wasn't he? What was it? CBS? He was on too, yeah, or Showtime. Was he on HBO too? He did Showtime NFL, the NFL Showtime show, and I believe it was CBS. Those and CBS, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he knows the political side of it as well too. It's it's, it's they set up is dope. Did you watch the last one that they had with Andre Johnson? No, I haven't seen that. You I gotta watch that. that joint. That might have been their best episode. But so they facility, so the I am athlete facility is set up here in South Florida. I don't I see the data broad. I believe it's in Broward County. Yeah. But they train professional athletes, and everybody knows that I am young goob the God Fitness Guru. And I've been thinking about putting myself in front of that situation to because I know what I offer to, to people who are looking to build who in that realm. Like, I know what I do, and I know what I'm capable of, but I never, once again, the game was to be sold and not told. I kept it to myself, not thinking that I was somebody. I thought that you had to be a superstar in order to get in front of high-level clients. All you got to be is somebody who know what they're doing. And luckily, I'm probably the most knowledgeable person when it comes to that type of thing of creating all of that stuff in this part of Florida. I won't claim the whole world, but God damn it, I'm going to claim this thing to Florida. Hey, Goob, let me tell you. All it takes is one. Yeah. You get you one that turn pro? Yeah. So People know what I do. I just haven't chose to put myself in front of those people who don't know what I do, who have influence. And because he's here in the I Am Athlete thing, I was like, eh, maybe I should put myself, with, especially with the whole Marley Minded TV, you know what I'm saying, the whole media thing. And so it's a connection for that world, and that is the future. Small communities that that fuck with each other, mm-hmm. that deal with each other, and who move with each other, who want to see each other grow. The one that was the future, but that was that was our that was that's our history. Like yeah. that's that's what that's how our grandparents moved. That's how our parents moved. That's how our great grandparents. That's just really the black community. Period. We we when we are on one accord. When we move as one, the numbers. We do when we do things together. Is it's gonna the progression is is unmatched. We you immediately become a threat when you look like us and you and you are and y'all on one accord and y'all moving as one. You immediately become a threat when you look at Tulsa, 
Black Wall Street, when you look at what happened there, when you look at the Harlem Renaissance, when you look at, there's enough examples of our history to show that when we all move as one. But what happened, what, what's happening, at least in my opinion, what's happening is that we are allowing material shit. We are allowing the lust to be famous, to be seen, and we will and, and motherfuckers is willing to to compromise they self, compromise their integrity to get material shit, to become famous. And we was never like we was never a community that was about that. Right. We was a community that was willing to do shit in the dark, move in silence in order for what the whole. It's for it's it's all about the sum of all parts. We was willing to do shit in quiet. In order for the, the the community to progress, community gardens, mom and pop pharmacies. I grew up in Liberty City, dog. We had a we had Rudy's tapes and CDs. This was a black man that lived on my street that owned a record shop in the late eighties, early nineties. I know that place, just like Blue Moon. Yes, we we had that kind of shit, and this ain't no shit that was like during my grandma time. No, I was like ten, and I remember. Yeah. Going and Rudy's tapes and CDs, dog, in Liberty City. We had black owned shit. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't about buying cars or buying houses. Yeah, you did that shit, but you just wanted to provide an outlet for your community. You wanted See, to buy houses. I hate to cut you off, but that, that became more popular when it became popular to do it. It's yeah. not a good investment, so people weren't doing it like that. They did it one day. Every time my old boy saw somebody with a car with 20-inch rims on it, he's like, that boy, that's so dope because ain't nobody with a real job spending their money like that. Right. You work too hard for it. Right. So you, when you got the long-term vision, you ain't going to make short-term short-term, uh, short-term decisions. You know what I'm saying? You make short-term decisions or you make what look like short-term decisions when you have long-term going on then you can hit it with a bone because you got right. a bang on the backside you know what i'm saying so yeah. a lot of that stuff when we talk about being rooted in our community it come from us because it does come from us we create the culture that moves this entire world we've been doing it since been here like my whole thing i've been here since been here been here we've been creating culture since culture been culture so yeah our effect on it, like you say, when when we decide or when when things decide to say that these little communities of things like that's been going on, we've been needing the communities. Once you found out that you can go outside of your community and benefit without them and not bring them along, then it got a little funky. You know what I'm saying? Because people are plucking you out of your community and put you in another one. You know what I'm saying? You can get it over there and people from your community be like, oh, now the thing is to get plucked out of mine and get put over there versus create mine and bubble up right here and go like that. Let me tell you, we are living in a world where, and Paul Pierce and this whole thing, and it relates back to this. The fact that these people are offering him something shows that he don't need the big corporation in order to do what he want to do. If he still want to talk basketball on TV, dog, he can talk basketball on TV however he want to in that same room, prop up some cameras just like I'm doing right here in the better setup, and it will get better as we go through this thing. But 
you can create your own world. We no longer need the big machine to do it. All you got to do is consistently put yourself out there. And for us, it's breaking old habits of concealing our fly because we don't want our fly to get stole. We don't need everybody to see our fly for free. We thought we had to take every chance to monetize it. But now it, the, the game of change in the past five, seven years. You give it away, then you monetize it. It's the Hollywood divorce. Mm. Y'all want me to say? It's I gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> Starstruck marriage. He's the Hollywood divorce. Baby carrot. It was no better way to lament what happens with the shit that we create and how it gets taken. And then, you know what we do? We just move on and create some more shit. Three Stacks said it best. We are a people, like, we are a creative people. Like, that's what we do. We made scraps. We made something out of nothing. That's just what you do. What they what the saying is necessity is the mother of inventions. So when you need some shit and you don't have the resources to get it, then you just make what you need. A lot of older black women were seamstress just because they didn't have the money to go to the stores and buy clothes. You know what I'm saying? So we had to make our own shit. It's just it's just what it is. A lot of the older black men in my community, when I was, they was, they was tellers, like skilled tellers. Without being classically trained. Like even myself, I look at this situation right in front of me. I'm not an engineer, but I got mics and a mixer. Like I should be dropping stuff on this. Like I should be giving my interpretation of the situation all the time. But it's like, you have to learn these skills. Gonna listen to me one day and gonna feel like that, you know what I'm saying? That this thing real. We will craft our skills. We will take the, the, the intestines of the pig and clean Ain't them out, right? And put some season them on them, and you gonna suck them like they your mama titty when you was six months old and you was trying to get your legs to get stronger. I told a nigga, man, you ever smell shit stank. Oh God! And then that, I said, "Yeah." And then I said, "You ever smell crack cooking? Mm. Shit, ain't. shit, none of that is good nice. for you. Right? <laughs> nice. good for you. Hey. But, but the 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 parallel is that we used it as a resource to 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 provide the things that we needed. Motherfuckers sold crack." And cook crack because they used it to get money to provide. People cook chicken, cut, ate chitlins, cut chitlins because that's what we had. But then the problem is, is that motherfuckers OD on that shit. You think you that's real? Yeah, you can't eat chitlins your whole life, bro. You're going to die. You can't eat, you can't, you can't sell crack or smoke crack your whole life, bro, because you're going to die. That I think all those things, crack shouldn't have never been introduced to the black community. That shit should never. But the people that sold crack and took their money and, and and flipped it and was able to do some positive shit with it, cool. People who cooked chitlins and ate chitlins and cooked it for their family until they was able to get into a, a better situation where they could buy shit that was more healthier, cool. But that shit is not supposed to be 
a lifestyle. Right. Man, working just like just like working at McDonald's is not supposed to be a lifestyle. That's just supposed to be a pit stop, and then you move on for the next person to come on, and it's a pit stop, and you move on. It's supposed to be a revolving door of success, not a revolving door of mediocrity. And that's what we in right now, a revolving door of mediocrity, dog. We seeing the same shit over and over again. And it's unfortunate. And it's the narrative of people being of people believing the narrative of they are this victimized person throughout the perpetuity of history. Like they've always been this. So they take on the identity of a victim. And the victim always feel like they, they gotta come from below, like they ain't got no God power to drop the hammer. Victims don't get to drop the hammer. The people on top get to drop the hammer. So if you always feel like the victim, you ain't going to never have no hammer. God damn it. I was born with a hammer. Right. I was born with the hammer. Great That's talk. one of the things that kind of separate me from some of the people who I, I came around, like, or who I be around. I want to say came around because these niggas was born and these women were born with hammers too. But people feel like they was born with, with like, I don't even want to say a shield. Like, they constantly like this. Nah, bro. I was born with a hammer. Somebody tried to take my hammer. So now I got to take it back so it look a little funny to us these days. The yeah. And I don't want to get too off subject, but the narrative of us being this whole victimized thing, you running from the slave story, thinking that the only thing that you've been on this side of the world is a goddamn slave is a false story. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that somebody who ain't never been here going to tell you how to live here when you was doing the work to live here. Do simple, do, do simple, simple research. Let me calm down. Nah, research. That shit real. It's real. You, know, that you been made the victim and you living the life of a victim because somebody wants you to be that, dog. It's in their benefit for you to feel like you always need to come up, start it from the bottom, now we here. Now, homie, I live on the top of the hill and I got a hammer and I roll things down on like King Kong on you Mario ass niggas. Don't get, don't get me started, dog. We gonna, here. Nah, dog, the real, the real, the real shit is that like me and you talking earlier before we went live and it's like yeah like that's how I feel but then you got I had to kind of like remind myself like who the fuck I am you know what I'm saying like and it's and the the whole the whole the whole like have your moment have your moment because it's gonna be shit that's gonna happen in your life and you're gonna have to take the time to process that shit you know what I'm saying and then once you process it and you get through it, you got to kind of remind yourself who the fuck you are. And the only way you can remind yourself who you are is just trying to figure out who you are to begin with, knowing who you are to begin with. I know who I am. I, I always knew who I was. I knew who I was from a jit, from when I was eight. I knew who I was. My mama tell you, like, this nigga been this way his whole life. He's uh, he's he's more refined because he's, he's older now. He's traveling me seeing some shit but the core of who he is that's who he is so even when i have moments you human to not to not have moments and to not go through shit and not process shit and not to feel shit for something that, that's the, that's for me to expect you not to be human you human you're gonna feel that shit but once you do 
Once you feel it and once you take the time to process it, you got to remind yourself who the fuck you are. And once you remind yourself who you are, they can't nobody sell you shit and tell you it's sugar. Yeah. You just going, you just going to continue to path. And that's, that's really where we as a people need to go. We need to remind ourselves who the fuck we are. And we ain't that. We ain't niggas just putting tattoos on our face. Not saying there's nothing wrong with it. If you love tattoos and that's what you do, that's what you do. But you looking like that and you moving like that don't mean you have to take on this persona that I'm just a motherfucker that don't give a fuck. Don't do it because it's a wave, dog. Do it because you a surfer. Because it's a wave, dog. Do it because you a surfer, dog. Don't ride wave, be the wave. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like waves come, like the hip hop wave came and it got on me, but I was a surfer, dog. I wasn't no just, you know, it ain't just washed over me. I wanted the beach and I just washed up on my feet. It rolled the wave, it got on me, and I it took me to where I needed to be and it rolled with a song. Thanks. All right, we at an hour 20, we done hit our limit. I don't want to hold you with a good one. We forgot one. Wasn't there one more subject? Now, I did have one more topic that I wanted to discuss. I wanted to make sure that we talked about D. I wanted to make sure that we talked about Kodak. And I do have one more if you want to get into it, I believe. What what was it again? Uh, It's a couple of them. It was one. We substituted one out. Look at now the podcast getting wonky. But there was a situation, and this was a surprise when I was going to bring it to y'all. There was a situation where a uh, business owner, I'm not sure exactly where they're from. I'm trying to pull up the clip. I know I have it. I just I sent it to myself, but I'm going to have to find it. One, I don't know where it's at. I'm not going to waste too much time. But there was a situation with these business owners. They had a food truck, or they have a food truck, and they were meeting with Somebody who they had. Oh, and homeboy pulled out the gun on them. Yeah, I tried to video up, but the format wouldn't come up. I want to talk about that because that's a real situation where Buddy sustained. Buddy had to subdue that white dude for eleven minutes till the police got there, and he had to convince his wife to even call the police because she was afraid that if the police came, they thought it would be him. It was going to take it out on him simply because he is who he is and he looked like what he looked like. I want to I want to make that the lead. I want to do a little tease for that and make that be what we talk about on the next part, because that's a whole situation where you feel like you can't even call the people that your taxpaying dollars are coming to protect you because there's too many people in that job or in that position who don't see you. The way that they see themselves right well i would say the one key aspect in that whole situation is that somebody else is not calling the cops it was us calling the cops so however that so like i have family that work for you know law enforcement retired law enforcement and a lot of these all these situations that have that have been going on they could have been resolved. But you know, like when you go to a restaurant, everybody has to play their part, right? For the restaurant to run smoothly. The the host has to 
has to sit the person down. The busboy has to come and clean the tables to make sure they're available for the host to sit the people down. The waitress got to come get their order at a certain amount of time. So I say that to say the whole thing, when his wife calls the 911, it really depends on how the dispatcher relays that message to the officers. What's going on? So you saying like, yeah, there's a gun on the scene or whatever. Someone's having a gun or someone's being held hostage. The officers are arriving on the scene already high strung. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But probably how his wife probably voiced what the situation and knowing that it was video being videotaped because they were they in the public. Known that. They may not have known that. They that may video- not have known, but probably how his wife voiced that to the dispatcher. It's probably the reason why the officers came in there so calm. Because you see, the, the officers did come in there kind of calm. Yeah, they knew what was up. They knew what was yeah, up. She they knew what was up. Do a good job of explaining. And speaking of that, she I got to video up. I think I'm in a position to share it, at least the video if we don't get any audio. And did you see the video? No, nah, I ain't see it. This is my first time handling this situation. Yeah. All right. I'm, uh, I'm trying to go to, I'm trying to be extra now. I got it up. Now we'll get extra. All right. But they cooling. So I'm going to back it up just a little bit so I can get the thing out of there. So, you know, the comments also say that um, so two people, me, they were sharing, they were sharing that workout space. Right. So they had a shared cook space. I want to get Correct. this thing out of the way. So a business owner held the man at gunpoint. I pulled a gun on him. He held him for 11 minutes till the people came. All right, here we go. This is another. I, I ain't know that he did it like this. Boom. He holding the man, Aunt. Aunt. 11 minutes like this. She was scared. My husband. Why took 11 minutes for them crackers to show up, though? Then they tased the man. They get him. him. I thought, yeah, I thought they was going. They made him walk over the chair. He could have walked around the chair. Why did you make the buck? You know what I'm saying? They said they, the dude was talking about like Black Lives Matter and all that in the meeting. Yeah, Tom Toot. Tom Toot, dog. Tom Toot, dog. Tom Toot. His name said all. His name said all. Young now, T.T. was wilding. Let me unshare the screen. Now, that situation, we're going to preview it, but I'm going to say it like this before we get out of here. Before we, because that that's a conversation to have. If and I want to, I want let I want to let Ant get some information. Yeah, I want Ant. We need Ant to speak on that because you know he's so well spoken, my brother. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna tell you like this, and I'm gonna give you the Marley minded ranchers kid perspective. Eleven minutes. I'm as fit as most people come at a, at 42 years old, and it's a couple weeks, a few weeks. I ain't wrestling with you for eleven minutes. If I got you in that chair, eleven minutes. You might not have made it the last eight. You just pulled fire on me and my lady in this meeting. I am not here to restrain you after you done pulled that fire. And I done, I might have been a victim of the police because I'm putting him in his leg. He would have had holes in his body. I couldn't have waited 11 minutes for them to come save my life. What I'm saying. I would have saved my life at least eight minutes ago. 
eight minutes ago. I'm not playing with the world in this thing. I'm not playing with people out here trying to take my life into their own into their own hands because they got it on their mind. Because it's on your mind. Mm. I commend that brother for having the ability to just hold on, dog. Whether it was the longest eleven minutes of his life. I'm gonna stop it there because I get lit by this thing, boy. I do not play by the stuff like that, boy. Close hand like that, he wouldn't have lasted nobody. I ain't playing for 11 minutes like that, boy. I ain't worrying about them crackers coming to come. This thing finna be a young goob, the God production. Nice. That being said, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Marley Minded Podcast. I am Goob the God, pretty tone in the building, and the building, soul music, my dog, all this thing, 20 years older. We represent Fox. It's the gods. Make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, review. We're trying to grow this thing. Tone don't jump out the beating. Easy, (laughs) Moise. Fly. One. Hey.